hello everyone so today we'll be looking at a podcast i titled how dare you so a few days back i was thinking about the story of gideon in my mind i tried to fit him into our present day i imagined a young boy in his early 20s the last born of a family of 10 children his family happened to be the least wealthy in the clan their presence and contributions were the least considered in family gatherings so there was a bar or a box that had somewhat been placed on him by people that really knew him. It might not even be verbally expressed, but it was like the silently obvious trend. Little or no good can come out of you. The invisible and apparent, but apparent tag was hanging around him. I imagined he grew up believing he was really small and he couldn't attempt anything beyond what, what, what was expected of him. Even his thinking ability had somewhat been capped. Then he had, he had an encounter with an angel, addressing him as almighty man of valor. Into this language, he would have been like, I beg Jari, from where to where? See how I'm suffering and being oppressed, and you are here addressing me as mighty man of valor. It's like someone that stammers being addressed as orator by excellence. Or a teenager that feels so ugly being addressed as a beauty queen. She will feel like you're just making fun of her, right? Or someone that is always failing being addressed as Professor Emeritus or a shy, conservative, and quiet person being addressed as Her Excellency. It seems far-fetched and sometimes difficult to imagine, but that is exactly what God specializes in doing. God sees us in our finest states and addresses us as such. He wants to literally pull the greatness out of us. He's saying, come and see what I've made you to become. I just need you to agree with me and let me walk you through the process. That's all. Exactly what he did with Gideon showing him the exact number of men that would go with him to battle and even to the minutest battle strategies. God is awesome. But in a situation where you are used to living in a certain way, everybody knows you with that style and nobody expects anything extraordinary from you. You yourself don't expect anything extraordinary from yourself. Let me give you a brief example of myself. In medical school, when we started our clinical rotations, one of the senior doctors gave me a nickname, Benign which means a mass that stays within its confines. It doesn't spread. This was because during the rounds, I would be so quiet. Even if I'd collect a patient, I wouldn't present. I would just pretend I didn't know anything about it. He didn't put me so much on, on the spot though. I guess he didn't, want me to, he didn't want to make me uncomfortable. But with time, I knew I had to change. By the time we came back for the second round of rotations, I felt a bit more confident by my but my natural self would still confine me to not talking. Then one day I was going to be exposed. One of the professors came for grand rounds. He asked a question and all of my colleagues in front of me didn't know the answer. He got to my turn and I just whispered with so much uncertainty. And he was like, say it louder. I said it and he was so impressed. Everyone, everyone was asking, what did you say? What did you say? This was me feeling like a star. This was benign me. I would literally dodge any question coming my way. I must say though that I had my own share of embarrassing moments during a round. But what does it matter? It's all part of the process. So as people had put a tag on me, I also accepted the tag as a part of me. But I had to grow and evolve. Now God is teaching me how to be malignant. Because the goodness he has put in me and in you is for the whole world to see. So shake up the tags and begin to call yourself by the name God has given you. 
agree with him in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Let this awareness sit well in your subconscious mind. Bring it from your spirit mind into your consciousness. Let your five senses interact with it. Speak with it, speak. Speak it until it becomes visible to you, where you can literally touch it. See it and smell it with your physical senses. Tell yourself you are good enough because your enoughness comes from him, your maker. You will shine because the Lord is to you an everlasting light. The Lord will hear your voice because he has given you the, the world will hear your voice because he has given you the tongue of the learned. Stop looking at the fragility of your body and start to look at the, and start to focus on the stability of your strength at work in you. For we have these treasures in earthen vessels, that is weak vessels, that the excellence of his power may not be of us, but of him. I love this scripture so much because it reminds me that I can be seen as excellent because his mighty power is at work in me. I can be seen as powerful. I can be seen as strong. I can be seen as beautiful. I can be seen as wise because his wisdom is at work in me. So it's really not about me. It's just, it's, I just need to trust him. So when the probing eyes and mind start to wonder, who is this tiny one playing in the fields that have been left for the high and mighty? the big players in the game, the wealthy ones. When they begin to ask you, how dare you? Who is your father? Which school did you go? How much do you have in your bank account? You answer to yourself first and then to them and say, how dare not me? My father is the owner of the universe. Greatness is now DNA. He has prepared me for such a time as this to show for the excellence of his power to show for the praises of him who has brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. As I follow the path of greatness of my father and I stay within the confines of his will, not losing myself at the expense of anything, but for him to be glorified. So instead of how dare you, the question really should be, why not you? Cheers, thanks for listening and see you next week. In the meantime, remain all shades of awesome. Bye.